So what do you two do at this, what did you call it, a book club? Well, we read, and then we talk about what we read. Oh, really? You read and talk every week. You sure this isn't just some excuse for you and those catty women to get together and talk about what assholes your husbands and boyfriends are? Oh, why would we ever have a need to do that? You know, that mouth won't get you far in this life. At least not using it that way. Ha ha. So what the hell do you clucking hens read anyway? Why does the little cock care so much? Ouch! You wound me. But fair. It's, it's just I've never been invited to one, so I'm curious what goes down. Just normal stuff. Stop being so weird. Yeah, that's not suspicious at all. Quit dodging. What do you read? Um, books? Fine, fine. Keep your secrets. You have your book club. I have my strip clubs. Hey gang, thanks for joining us this week for the Nerd Blitz Book Club. I'm Doom. And I'm Fitz. And we got a fucking special series for you, just in time for Christmas. We're going to try our damnedest, can't make any promises, but we're going to try our damnedest to get three out this year in December. The first episode, we're going to be, it's going to be a shamble sandwich, and it's not because it's like, God damn it, I want to talk about shamble. It's because, God damn it, there's two shamble Christmas stories, and that's it. <laughs> Because I asked you earlier in the year, it's like, hey, do you have any Christmas short stories you like? And you're like, huh? Yeah, what? <laughs> like, what you talking about short stories? I was like, you know, they're stories, but they're short. And you're like, I, I don't know many short stories I like in general, much less fucking Christmas specific ones. And I was like, oh. And you're like, why? I was like, well, because I had an idea. And you were like, okay. And I said, and there's two shamble Christmas stories. And you're like, there's two? <laughs> <laughs> So uh, we're going to be starting off with uh, Naughty and Nice, which you can find in Working Stiff. Then there's a uh, My Cousin Vinny uh, by Lawrence Kelter or Larry Kelter. He's got, I last I checked, it was still free. So you can all get in on that on Amazon. It's a f- digital story. Uh, that's going to be the meat in our shamble sandwich. Um, and then we're going to do Cold Dead Turkey from Services Rendered. So it's three Christmassy type stories that should be fun. I hope. Just give y'all a little fucking something, something extra. Well, it's kind of extra. It's kind of not. I had this idea in like fucking July. I don't know why I'm fucking thinking about Christmas in July. I guess because people were like, "Hey, it's Christmas in July." I don't know. Anyway, do you want to talk now? <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, I was trying to figure out: should I read my review real quick and then we can dive in, or what? And yeah, I still sure. don't know what I should do. Okay. Go ahead. Uh, original. Oh, wow. I was fucking on it with this one. Originally posted December 25th of 2017. Holy shit. That was fucking six years ago, man. Good Lord. Uh, Let's see. We can do this kind of like that book cup. Book cub? 
Hey, we got book club. <laughs> uh, that book club pilot that we did on Patreon. Mm-hmm. Where if you want to interject as I'm reading this, go ahead. If not, I'll just read it straight through and then we'll dive in. Okay. Okay. So Doom from the Past says, you've heard me talk about this series many times on the pod recently. So you know damn well going in that I probably love this story. Ah, but there's always a chance this could be the story to break the streak. Oh, wow, this was so early that I wasn't even doing the spoiler alerts either. Oh, wow. I put this in the review. I'm reading this in the print version of Working Stiff of the Working Stiff short story collection, which you can get a free digital copy of by signing up for Kevin J. Anderson's reading group at wordfire.com. Anywho, enough suspense. The streak continues. Man, I remember when Taker fucking, you could say that every year, the streak continues and Brock Lesnar happened. You know, 2012, I think the world started going to hell, but since Brock broke the streak, everything sucked. Yeah, you think that's the real catalyst? Well, I think it's the second catalyst. Like, the first part, 2012 was the baking soda, Brock Mm -hmm. Lesnar was the vinegar. Oh, got it. Sad. Yeah. Anywho, <laughs> I've mentioned on the pod that the story short Roadkill, I guess I was talking about Roadkill at the time, huh? also featured in Working Stiff, which I'll discuss, fuck, also featured in Working Stiff, which, is, which I'll discuss in a future review, was a bit disappointing only because it felt too damn short and I feared going into this that I may have a similar issue. Not the case whatsoever. And you can't call the streak broken because... You wanted more, can you? Okay, wow. I was like, this makes no sense. Do you ever read back shit you wrote and it's like, what are these fucking words? Yeah. Well, I hardly ever write stuff anymore, so usually I'm just reading other people's stuff and being like, wait, this doesn't make any sense. Until (laughs) until my brain like straightens out and is like, oh, wait, yeah, it does. Well, that's the thing. It's like my fucking brain runs too fast, so I'm like trying to get to the end of the sentence. I'm like, the fuck is all this shit mean? God damn it. Right. Let's try that again, but you know understanding at this time and what's fucked up though is like i wrote this i should know what it means but it's like six years ago too yeah (sighs) anyway and you can't call the streak broken because you wanted more can you this seems like a fucking indictment of roadkill more than it is a review of naughty yeah really (laughs) i think the problem may be that roadkill just had one story thread kate slash case that dan and co are trying to work through naughty and nice has all has what all three novels that I've read so far had multiple storylines that com- cum- fuck good culminate Lord, in the finale. Which what? one of us has a good lord, bro? Which one of us has been drinking? <sighs> Me. <laughs> Wait, no, that was you. Um, <laughs> I uh, let's see where'd that go? Oh. Multiple storylines that culminate in the finale. Reading this and comparing it to Roadkill has made me think plate spinning may be one of the key elements to this franchise. The two storylines are Santa's naughty and nice list has been stolen, and kids around the unnatural quarter have begun to go missing. We start off with Santa, a confirmed unnatural, supernatural being brought to life by somebody playing with the Necronomicon, which, funny story, in the, not the Bats in the Belfry, but double booked, we actually meet that person who was fucking around with the Necronomicon. Oh, really? Did Yeah. Did that actually say that in that story? I don't remember that. Where it said he was brought uh, to life by somebody fucking around with the Necronomicon? No, I th- I think that was just me adding background for what the term unnatural means. Oh, 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 I see. But it might have said the big uneasy was caused by somebody fucking with the Necronomicon at some point. Hmm. 
See, when I write these, I write them hoping to catch people's interest, and I want to. I don't want to just be like unnatural. Fuck it, you figure it out, dick. You know. We start off with Santa confirmed unnatural, supernatural being brought to life by somebody fucking with the Necronomicon. Oh, playing, not fucking. Eh, I've gotten saltier in my old age. <laughs> if you can believe it. It happens. Coming to the offices of Shambo and Dyer for Dan's help finding the list. Dan and his spooky Dan and Spooky, his ghost girlfriend, head out to brainstorm where to begin the hunt for the list when they come across a new character on the scene trying to horn in on Santa's action. Elphis. Elphis is one of the perfect examples of why I love this series so much. Yeah, it's that so caught pun me by surprise. And... Yeah. I wasn't expecting that. It caught that. you by surprise. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, what yeah. the fuck? The whole time all I can think of is a gremlin. Uh, yeah. Like I kept Kinda. seeing I kept seeing uh Spike or whatever the the gremlin with the mohawk. I know that's not yeah, what yeah, he was yeah. supposed to look like, but the way he was describing I mean, his features, that's all I could think of was throw a pompadour on him and it's kind of him. Yeah, that's all I could think of was a but I'm I'm assuming it was supposed to look more like a well he did say kind of like goblinish right so yeah yeah I'm that's probably what made me think sure of it is. too yeah either think him or like uh his his goblins are like goblins he goblins yep <laughs> his goblins are a little softer than like the bankers in Harry Potter so I would say almost like uh Dobby yeah is how I envisioned it not quite as gnarly as you but I mean. Not too far off, because Dobby kind of looks like a gremlin, just shaved. Uh, yeah, but he doesn't have like the the lizardy skin. I'm talking about the green, right? Gremlin, like after they turn, not a mogwai. Oh well, look at you fucking dropping knowledge on our fucking mm-hmm. doofy asses. And by our, I mean me. Sorry, gang, I didn't mean to lump you in. Don't hate me. This is basically what I imagine an ep of Family Guy would be like if it was written by Andy McElfresh, and this is a compliment. Wow. That really dates this for no me. No shit, you're really sucking Andy's dick right there, bud. Yeah, that was McElfresh too, not even Secunda yet. I know. You got a thing <laughs> for Andy's. Apparently I do. <laughs> you like Andy you Richter know. too, don't you? I actually do. I know you do. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what's funny? I think I'm not the only one that likes Andy's, because Conan, Secunda worked for him, and then fucking yeah. uh, Richter, so... Hey, Conan and I have something in common. You like Simone's boyfriend from Pee-wee's Big Adventure? Ew, too far. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You don't want to know what I go through watching fucking the later Toy Story movies. I'll bet. (laughs) Get it, Andy? I'll be your toy, Andy. There's a snake in my boot. That's fucking good. <laughs> you could take me to infinity and beyond. <laughs> I like that whiny. There's a snake somebody, in my boo. Somebody's poisoned my water hole. <laughs> <laughs> I just took a drink, you cunt. <laughs> somebody poisoned my water hole. <laughs> I'm so glad we read this review now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you got any others you want to throw out no, there? No, I, I think I'm good. That's that's the extent of my Toy Story knowledge. <laughs> uh, you want to see my hockey puck? That didn't work. <laughs> no, that, uh 
I won't spoil anything further, as I'm sure you know the ultimate conclusion of a mystery story, but the ending, set on Christmas Day, is almost as sweet as book two, A Natural Axe, but without the creepy sex doll. I say creepy, but it's kind of, it's actually kind of hilarious. Go read it. Did I ever tell you about that? I think you might have a long time ago. I need to actually read it, though. Yeah, it's fucking funny. But it, it, it is. It's like, oh, that's kind of sweet. But uh, the balance of characters is skillful. Dan, Robin, Dyer, Dan's business partner, partner, partner Spooky, and Magoo, Toby McGowan, Dan's best human friend, a beat cop in the quarter, all get time in the spotlight and feel useful. And the jokes all land, or don't, Magoo's trademark, as needed. I've told you many times on the pod that I love K- uh, KJA style, and this is a perfect example why. So yeah, the streak is intact. There you have it. Well worth your time and, pers- and seasonally appropriate. Find it wherever you can and it can, and enjoy a few monsters with your milk and cookies. Enjoy your holiday, gang. So now, let's get into it. Okay. This is your first time reading it, right? Right. And let's just get your first impressions. Um... Yeah, I liked it. I liked um I liked in like including Santa Claus as this supernatural character. Mm-hmm. And uh uh I liked how he had him talk in all ho ho ho's and oh no no's and Right. That kind of shit. It was pretty funny. And then like I said, the uh the introduction of the Elphus I thought was pretty fun. Um what else? I'm just going to let everybody know. I didn't get a chance to fully reread the story because I had a fucking chaotic weekend. Yeah. But I have read it enough times that, like, if you just give me a few reminders, I'll be able to get there. Because I think I've read it, like, four times now. Right. I like some of, the, like, the, the details. Like, I'm scanning through here real quick about... Um, He's really fucking descriptive, isn't he? Well, yeah. I mean, just, like, the details of how Santa Claus works in the... Right. Like, his, like his coat is magic so it keeps them in the uh comfortable temperature Perfect no matter temperature, where he's at yeah. yeah no matter yeah and then it he's just like a normal dude all year and he he doesn't get his powers until christmas that was kind of cool right and him and mrs claus have a fucking b&b outside the uq right <laughs> so i i in that review i kind of covered the opening of the story fucking santa comes in and he's like ho 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 shit's fucked up somebody stole my list so Dan and Spooky go out looking, right? And isn't there a parade that comes through town, and that's where they yeah, meet like Elphus? A, yeah, there's a parade, and that's it's the El- Elphus's parade or whatever. And he's basically yeah. like trying to horn in on Santa Claus's business. So he wants he wants to like uh, deliver presents early, and like like get there faster than right. Santa Claus. He's the Amazon. Yeah, he's the Amazon of Christmas. You're right, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so they think that obviously he's like the number one suspect of who stole this list. Right. So I'm getting, like I said, bits and pieces are coming back to me. Don't doesn't he have like this weird foundry set up too, Alphys? Well, it's like a toy factory. So like, so yeah, so he's he's got like this whole headquarters. It's got big factory buildings, and when they go in there, there's like a conveyor belt that's like dumping old broken shit into a smelter, right? And like smelting it up. That's what I must be thinking of. Yeah, that's what you're thinking of. Yeah. So they're like recycling old broken shit. Yeah. But then it turns out like all the all the stuff that he's churning out is like garbage. So it's like shit's like painted all fucked up and like it right. doesn't work right. And it's like a modern day it's fucking. Like a, uh, it's like an Amazon. Well, no. What's the fucking toy company you're always bitching about? Is it Hasbro? Um, maybe. 
with the Star Wars figures with the oh yeah, well faces. yeah, they just look fucked up and just in general. But I don't know that their quality yeah. is terrible. But they well, just I was just don't talking about right. the paint jobs. Oh yeah, so it's basically like fucking like you said, cheap bullshit yeah, from Amazon. He's cut rate. He's cut rate Santa. He's trying to undercut Santa. One kid even got a fucking chicken plucker. <laughs> right. No shit. He's, yeah. So this is what, the second shamble story you've read? Um, Is it only the second? I was thinking I, I've done three. I don't or maybe remember. I'm thinking of, I might be thinking of the comic books we read. Oh, well, that would make it the third then. I, I We definitely read the comic and then we read that, the convention one with the, yeah, with the stormtroopers and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you read any other than that? Or because I, I mean, this isn't me being like "fuck you." You didn't read any. I know you've had a lot on your plate. Yeah, Reading no, has been I a priority. No, I keep meaning okay. to. I've got several that I can read. Yeah. I don't know. I just don't get to it. I, I my point, I guess, is: Does this make you want to read more? Yeah, I like it. I mean, I like the ones we read before too. I mean, it, yeah. Um, they're you know they're kind of campy and they're kitschy. Right. Right. Yeah. My the way I always love to describe it is it's like Rockford Files meets uh, the Adams Family mm. because and I from what I recall in this story you don't really get that vibe as much because like there's in the new novel like they're selling I think rotted cabbages and shit and it's like that's totally some shit that the Adams Family would do just because it's weird and out there right they'd be like let's get some rotted cabbages you know to brighten the place up yeah but using that descriptor do you get that vibe at all i mean yeah a little bit i could see that yeah i could see that for some reason i mean it's probably because they did that crossover but it always kind of reminds me of just like kolchak yeah yeah like a like a like a campier kolchak well i mean yeah that's why that crossover works so well because they kind of complement each other yeah like you're saying yeah so anyway let's get back on story so they go through the fucking factory place that some dumbasses call a foundry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, do they meet Elphus there? Yeah. Yeah. They go to interview him or, or whatever. And okay. Elphus originally thinks they're there because he thinks that Santa sent them to like cut a deal. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. He thinks, he thinks he's going to cut a deal and he gives them all these terms and stuff. And they're like, no, 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 no. We're here because somebody stole his list and- then he's like, then he's like, why would I do that? What's the point? I'm trying to put him out of business anyway. Like I'm, I'm already doing it. I'm already putting him out of business. And then the parallels are getting fucking what spooky. What the parallels to Amazon are getting fucking spooky. I know. That's what, dude. I, literally, I was thinking that the whole time I was reading that last night. I was like, this is fucked up. But uh, I mean, it's probably what he was fucking probably right prob- towards. I'm sure it's a statement on 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 stuff like that. Yeah. And this is where it actually fooled me a little bit because I was like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. It wouldn't be this. There must be some other fucked up thing going on. Right. Um, I mean, it was obvious that the the kids disappearing and the the list were connected because otherwise, why would they have brought it up right, in the same right. story? But uh, but then, uh, then uh, yeah, I was, I was like, oh, well, it's got to be this Elphus guy. And then his rationale for not being him, I was like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. That would be stupid for him to, to be the you know, <laughs> be the guy. You bring up a good point, though, about saying it's obvious that these two th- things are connected because they're in the same short story. Yeah. I've always thought with his short stories that 
because it, there's a couple storylines in some of the novels that like don't tie don't tie directly fucking dead on into the main overall plot. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of like I don't want to say busy work, but or filler, but it's it's just something extra, you know? Yeah. I I've, I've always thought that most of the short stories he do he do he does. Good God, <laughs> most of them short stories he do. The sad thing is, gang, I've written two fucking books. Anyway, (laughs) (laughs) most of the short stories that he writes, I feel like if he would like weave them all together, it would they would all be more satisfying. Mm. Uh, But like he's told me before, the reason he writes these short stories is because somebody's like, "Hey, I've got a fucking Christmas anthology book coming up. Do you want to put in a short story?" Right, and he's like, "Oh." That's a great way to get shamble, and it's he puts shamble all these shamble stories out into the world, hoping people will pick up this anthology and be like, "What the fuck is this Dan Shamble? Right. Oh, this is fun, you know." Right, makes sense. Right, so I can't even be like, "Fuck you, you did it wrong." He he did it the best way he could. I just think that they would be more satisfying if they were all bundled together. That way, you don't make the one to one connections like that. Where it's like, right? Well, well, I mean, I'm not saying that is necessarily a bad thing because I've. I no, mean, I've heard. I know and read, that's what I'm saying. And read things where that's that's like one of the rules of of mystery books is you put things in that the reader's gonna figure out just so they're sat they're like ah look how smart I am right. But <clears throat> I'm just saying it's like it's harder to do that in what 25 pages or oh, 28 sure. pages or whatever. I think if he did do that, you wouldn't fucking be like, well, this is obviously tied to that, you know? Right. And it would add a bit more to the mystery. Yeah, I mean, it's no different than, uh, I'm, not, I'm not saying it's bad, it's like, it's no different than Law and Order or any, any short right, right. form story, like, like it's it, it's obviously all going to be, because you're not wasting time, you don't have time to, right. like, introduce all this extra shit if it doesn't, mm-hmm. if it doesn't somehow tie together. Right. Yeah. Right, I, I'm not saying it's a bad thing either, I'm just saying, I think in a longer form, you could do that and it yeah, would, you could it would make more the, of a swerve, yeah. Right, you'd have more more of a swerve, right, swerve, misdirection, whatever, but it would also, it would make his caseload seem a bit more daunting, because that's one of the things about the series, is he's, there's times where it's like, he talks about dry spells, Dan talks about we've had dry spells, and well, the bills are coming due, Mm -hmm. and then it's like, it's that thing of where people are like, well, that's convenient that this happened on camera, Mm -hmm. and shit. Right. Conveniently, when it's novel time, he's got fucking six cases that come in. Well, yeah. What are you going to do? Write a whole novel about him sitting around with his thumb in his ass? No. Right. Like, right. What, right. What are you talking about? Of course, you're <laughs> only going to show the good stuff. I mean, exactly. you're going to show the interesting stuff. You're not going to. You're not going to write a whole chapter on him sitting at his desk and flicking a pencil up and sticking it to the ceiling. <laughs> they got bored once again and they yeah. ate dinner at the Goblin Tavern. <laughs> right. That was it. That's all that happened that day. Yep. Took a nap. <laughs> no, he doesn't nap. He leans up against the wall in his office. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's all I'm saying. Like I said, I'm not saying it as a complaint. I'm just saying I think they would all work. Like, yeah, I could just, I, think I, it I, was, could, I see what you're saying. I think service is rendered. And well, I'll save that for when we do that book because it'll be pertinent then. But yeah, anyway, continue story wise though. Because um, um, at oh, what but- point does. Do we know that the kids are missing? Was it before they see Elvis yeah, or after? Yeah, that was like one of the first, like right after Santa Claus leaves, he goes and talks to Magoo. Right. Um, to see if he knows anything about this list or whatever. 
And that's when they find out about these missing kids. Okay, okay. And then, then after that, they go to the Elphus warehouse and talk to him. Gotcha. So he's already got this missing kids thing in the back of his head. Got. And, you know, that's something interesting. Like, in the novels where he's got, like, six cases at once. Mm-hmm. Like, he'll have somebody come up and be like, hey, did you find this person that I dearly love that's missing? And he's like, no, but I'm working on it. And mm-hmm. then it'll be like, oh, shit, here's something over here that ties to this case. And it's it works like you would think a detective's mind would work. Or, right. like, any other, any creative type where it's like, you're working on six other things, but at the same time, you're kind of working on this one thing over here, too, that you haven't thought about in a while. Right. That gives it a good naturalistic flow, too, I think. Yeah. But anyway, back to story. Oh, yeah. So they know about the, the missing kids, and then mm-hmm. the one the one wolf kid's parents come. Whoa. I didn't remember that part. Yeah. The the tannin bombs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're, they're like, that was interesting, too, how they, he has like uh, monthlies and um, what was the other one? Full fur. Monthlies and then full furs. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I was like, oh, that's interesting that there's some werewolves in here that are always werewolves and some that only change once when the full when the moon's full that's a big plot in hair raising which i loved that's probably my favorite of the novels i that's the first one i got you've got a copy of yeah they might this might be what they reference then because they it's they they reference some other because the this kid was part of one of the gangs i guess and they yep, yep must yep, have dealt with the gangs before about. well see this short story collection i <clears throat> for my personal timeline this mm-hmm. short story collection comes after book three and before book four because there's something that happens in this that carries through the rest of the series that I love. It's a great piece of continuity. Hmm. And that's another thing that I love about this series. You can tell he's a fucking nerd because he drops those little seeds of continuity and shit oh, and then carries yeah. them forward. Yeah. And when I write my review for the new book, that's going to be a topic of conversation. Gotcha. Yeah. But anyway, um, the, but yeah. Anyway, they 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 adopted him, I guess. Yeah, they're, they're like monthly, so they look like normal people most of the time. And then he's like a full fur werewolf all the yeah. time, which is that'd be fucked up. Like how you have a kid that looks like a fucking dog all the time? That's kind of crazy. Well, I think that would be awesome. I'd be like, please scratch me, you little well, fuck. Well, I know you already have kids that look like dogs, but I'm just saying. Wait, whoa, whoa, what was that? I said, I said you already have kids that look like dogs. Or you, 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 they're your siblings, I guess, and nieces. Yeah, I was like, what the fuck? I don't Sorry. have no kids. Jesus. God, get the fucking Doom Lord right, asshole. God damn. <laughs> yeah, um, they're my sisters. Yeah. Yeah, they come in and ask him to find their, their kid that went missing. And the last time they, right. uh, or one of the places he likes to hang out is his comic shop. Um, so they go to this just dug up comics to talk to the owner and see if they've he's seen that kid recently, and that's when right. uh, that's when the comic book owner tells him what a shit heel this kid is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're like, "Oh, our dear sweet baby," and this comic owner's like, "No, he's a cunt." Mm-hmm. And this guy's like a fat zombie. <laughs> he's basically fucking comic book guy from the yeah, Simpsons. Yeah, he sounds like a, he? he sounds like undead comic book guy. And very soon you will find that you're an asshole. I don't know where that came from, but continue. <laughs> Oh, and that's where, yeah, and this is where, no, this is where you start to find out that the stuff that Elphus is making is low quality, because he's got a whole box of Elphus shit that he's yeah opening, like ornaments and figurines and stuff, and he's complaining because they're all painted fucked up and 
like the paint jobs are terrible and they're all smudged and smeared and okay um so the comic book guy is complaining and uh, adric the comic book guy wore Right. Powder blue Star Wars t-shirt. Wow, yeah, that's comic book guy, all right. Oh, no, I was jealous. I was like, oh, I want that t-shirt. I want a t-shirt with Star Wars. Have you ever, side note, have you ever looked at IGN's Star Wars shop? No, I didn't know they had their own shop. Are, well, they've got a shop and they've got Star I should send it to you because every once in a while I see a Star Wars something or other in there that it's like, that's not bad looking. Yeah. Because it's kind of like her universe sometimes where it doesn't have fucking star Wars written all over it seven mm. times. Mm -hmm. It's some of them are more subtle and it's like, Oh, that's cool. Cause I see a lot of cool fucking star Wars shit, but it's ruined because it's got fucking logos all over it. Right. Um, so remind me when we get off here and I'll send you the IGN shop. Okay. Yeah. I'm looking at it right now actually. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, that's some cool stuff. But, I'll look at that more later. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, okay, here's one. This is another, I think this might actually be his first mention. Adric dug into the box, pulled out a large figure, a well-muscled werewolf cop in a uniform, holding an enormous magnum Oh, Harry pistol. Harry, yeah. Does, yeah, does this look like Harry Harry to you? The rogue -like lycanthropic cop from the UQPD was something of a folk hero, even though he'd retired from the force. Yeah, he's a character that comes back in another short story, and then I think he's in like two of the novels, too. Harry Harry. Yeah, and I think this is his first mention. Oh, okay. So yeah, that's interesting to me. Mm hmm But yeah, that, that goes to your point about fucking the cheap knockoff goods and shit. Right. Uh, let's see. Crypt Keeper's Funniest Capers. Ooh. Mm. That's in the comic shop. Um Yeah, and I can just see those zombie kids like drooling on the with their mouths. It sounded like their mouths like hanging open because they're yeah, zombie teens had their mouths open and they moaned and laughed at the panels. And I could just see like drool coming out all over the books. Right. And that's why he's yelling at them to be careful. They looked up, moaned, and went back to the comics, noticeably exercising greater care. <laughs> yeah. And see, that's the thing, too. Uh, throughout the series, Dan takes care of himself and he also gets like a monthly healing spell. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. So to he keep him in good so shape. Much. Yes. And most of the other zombies, they just really don't give a fuck. Mm. But he gets like his uh, embalming fluid topped off and shit. Mm. A lot of little fucking uh, little shit like that to really fill out the world and make it feel fleshed out, you know? Right. Then we get Santa returning to the office to talk to him and be like, hey, you fucking idiots got my shit. That's not Santa. He doesn't say that. Right. Can you see me as Santa being like, hey, asshole, you're on the naughty list. Get the fuck out of here. Hey, stupid shit, you're good. <laughs> uh, but he returns to the office and checks in with them. Uh, what does he say? I, I like the one bit early on, just to jump back to the beginning, where he talks about the elves and basically is like, this is our busy time and they're overworked as fuck. They don't even get bathroom or cigarette breaks. <laughs> uh, okay, so I guess, uh, yeah, Elvis, Elphis is a uh, fallen elf. A fallen elf. Um, do I remember that? I, okay. On page 64, it should be 70 on your device. Uh, Santa says, that elf des deserves oh, a lump of coal right. in his stocking. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember now. So he's basically fucking Satan. Amazon. Well, he's he used to. Well, I mean, he used to be one of uh, Santa's elves, right? Right. That's what yeah. I'm saying. 
Oh yeah, he's Satan, a fallen elf. Yeah, so now he's like take he's like an insider. He's like doing Trading. some insider trader shit where mm-hmm. he's taking trade secrets and turning um, them against Santa by cutting corners. Yeah. Yeah, and basically, from what I can recall, uh, they're like, "Yeah, we're looking into him." He's saying he didn't do shit, and Santa's like, "Ah, he's bad though." Right. Did you know his silver bells are made of cheap aluminum, or for our international li- listeners, aluminium? aluminium. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I try not to think ill of people, but I'd like to take a thick candy cane and go thumpity thump thump on his head. <laughs> you know, looking at this, this probably inspired uh, my War of the Santas santa oh really i i think a little bit because like you remember early on in the story he's talking about like traditions are important tradition tradition Mm -hmm. i layered that shit in heavy with my santa too okay and i if i remember right i think i tried to add some little nods like the thumpity thump thump yeah from the fucking poem or song or whatever yeah i think i tried to add some of that shit so I think it might be a subconscious like, hey, I read a Santa thing that it's kind of like this. But Cheyenne goes and gets him some fucking cookies and he's like, hey, you guys rock. Do you guys validate? I've got my reindeer and sleigh parked on the roof. <laughs> <laughs> he leaves and then the Tannenbaums come back in. Oh, yeah. No, he. that's when they come back and they have to uh, come clean and be like, yeah, he's not the I good kid. He's not the good kid that we... Uh, uh, yeah, that we made him out to be, and oh, by the way, we also had a microchip because he's run away before, <laughs> right? Yeah, so they microchipped him like a dog. Yeah, and it says here he's not just a troublemaker; he's a greedy troublemaker. Mm-hmm. So it's like you know this would have been fucking helpful, assholes. Right. <laughs> yeah, there's a tracking device. They look sheepish. Sheepish after they gave me the secret for frequency for 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 for, for frequency. Jesus Christ, man. And serial number. Okay, my thing though is like, why couldn't they track him? Are they scared? Um, well, they said it only it only happens if you're. I mean, it only works if you're close by him. Right. Tracking signal has a very limited range, but it's like. But then, pro- yeah. But also, yeah, they probably were. They probably frown on that. It's probably not like. Um, I mean, it's probably not parent of the year stuff to be like we put a microchip in our dog boy. Right, but I'm just saying, the, why couldn't the parents go out looking for him? Oh, well, I mean, that's a good point. Well, they said they they wanted to not bring attention to the fact that they put a... They were hoping they didn't that he could find him without using the tracker, having to admit that they used the tracker on him. Yeah. I don't know. That just seems weird. Like, if you've got the tracker, you don't even have to tell anybody. Just get your ass out on the stroll. It's almost like they're afraid of the kid because they know they fucked up. Well, maybe... And it also reminds me of the parents who fucking put all that tracking software on their kids' phones and shit. Yeah. And you're like, I don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that that's what it kind of brought to mind to me. Yeah, the dog thing too, but it's also like, find my iPhone or whatever that type of horse shit is. Yeah. Um. So we uh, end that chapter as the Tannenbaum's come in with the tracking code and shit. Wow, fucking Christ, tracking code. Where's his chain code? <laughs> um uh so it looks like Dan and Magoo and Robin all go out looking. Right. And they end up tracking him to to Elphis's warehouse. Right. So it's like, oh shit, the plot thickens, motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. That was like God North damn Pole, it. He is the bad guy. North Pole South Complex, huh? Yeah, North Pole South. Yeah, he even ripped off their name. North Pole. Right. Uh so yeah, they fucking 
Yeah, and that's when they that's where they go in and they realize that they're using he's using like slave labor of all the naughty kids that he's found all these all of his workforce by getting the naughty kids off Santa's list because he figures nobody will care if they disappear because they're bad kids. You know, I think these two golems. Yeah. I think they might be in the new novel too. Oh, really? Yeah, they're clay mining hardening. Yeah, because there's two security golems in it. Uh, I don't think their names are mentioned here. Mm. But yeah, I want to say that they might be the same golems that are in Roadkill and in uh, Bats in the Belfry. So that's pretty curious. Interesting. Um. Anyway, so they they kind of break into the fucking warehouse, right? Yeah. Dark, noisy factory hangar was worse than the worst New Year's Day hangover. It was a true holiday of horrors. Shack. Okay. Yeah. So he's using the kids as slave labor, right? Right. Spoilers. Spoilers. So then, yeah, they recognize all these kids from the the milk cart or the blood cartons that they were putting their missing pictures on, like milk cartons, Which, but they were on blood cartons. I mean, that's a good twist on a fucking yeah. yeah that was known cool. thing. Because and that leads again to my fucking Adams family comparison, where it's. They do, the Adams Family does shit exactly like I, like we do, like I do. Yeah. (laughs) They do shit exactly like we do. They just put a darker twist on it. So it's like blood cartons and shit. Um, So yeah, I dug that. Um, Let's see. Oh, this is a good bit too. Robin was ahead of us, grim and determined. We'll get you out of here, buddy. Your parents hired us to find you. My mom and dad? (laughs) But Alpha said they didn't love me anymore. <laughs> of course they love you. Parents love even naughty kids. That's a good bit of business, too. The reason, the way he was able to fucking get the kids away is being like, oh, your parents fucking right. hate you. Right. You're on the They naughty said you're a little you stupid suck. scumbag. Right. Yeah. I forgot about that little bit of business. And then his, his hench elves start pelting with uh, snowballs with rocks in the middle, which I thought was pretty fucked <laughs> okay. up. Did you ever hear of that like happening for real? Um mm, Okay, did you no. ever do that? <laughs> no. <laughs> the way you're no. Like, oh. no, but I did get uh hit in the eye with a mud pie once that somebody put gravel in on purpose. I had dirt thrown in my eyes once by like a three year old. Yeah. No, this was yeah, somebody because... this was an older kid than me. No, I was like ten and the kids across the street they they thought it would be funny to have their little brother who was like I said three so he didn't he definitely didn't know any better yeah come in and throw dirt at us yeah oh yeah you told me this I think did I yeah I think so oh well just to finish the story it was me the one brother and I think their dad were sitting there and this kid comes toddling in and I was like hey how you doing buddy and he has this devilish smile and he just fucking hurled dirt at all of us but it mostly hit me Mm -hmm. one of the most painful fucking things ever having literal dirt in your eyes and not even like wet dirt like you're talking about because yeah dusty dirt that would be painful enough but like dry crusty dirt oh and oh they were fucking trying to beat that kid's ass and then they found out that it was his brother Mm -hmm. fun times fun times yeah but yeah that was a legend we used to always hear about like he calls them uh cheater snowballs yeah, that people would fucking put rocks in the middle of snowballs and then put them in the freezer. And it's like, does this really happen? I mean, 
I never knew of anybody doing it. I just like heard of the legend of it. The legend of the cheater snowballs. Which is kind of weird. I don't think I actually ever heard of anybody actually doing it. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I mean. Like, I heard the legend of it, but I never heard of anybody being like, yeah, we did it because fuck them. But uh, anywho, I, when I just saw that, it reminded me of it. And it's like, oh, yeah, that was a big thing that everybody used to talk about. Is this the, uh, are the golems back? One of the guards. Maybe not. I don't know. But they're they're ushered in to see Elvis. Mm-hmm. And this, you know, I'm thinking about it now. This is the second, like, Elvis knockoff story I've read in the last couple months. Yeah. Because I just did Bubba Hotep, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're ushered into Elvis. Right. They're all tied up with uh, ribbon, green ribbon. Dan Dan's able to get his hand in his pocket and ring that Santa Claus bell. That's right. That was a fucking good bit of business. He fucking... Because that was the thing we didn't mention earlier. Right. Originally, Santa Claus gave him this bell that if he rings it, then he'll just, he'll appear. Because Robin was like, well, how do we get in contact with you if something happens? He gave him the bell and he's like, all you have to do is ring this and I'll know. It's like, that's fucking cool too. Yeah, that was pretty, pretty clever. Um, So he rings it and Santa shows up and he's like, Yeah, he comes through the furnace. He comes through the fucking smelter furnace thing. Which that was another cool thing. Earlier on, when he first showed up, he was getting ready to leave, and he's looking around, and there's no chimney, so he's like, oh, and he just walked out the door. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, he did He did the finger on the nose thing, and nothing happened. He's like, oh, yeah, that's right. You don't have a chimney. And it's like, in a way, it almost makes Santa sound like a kooky old fuck, where he's like, I'm out of here. I- oh, fuck. Yeah, I'm just going to go out door. this door. Yeah, I'm just going to go out <laughs> the door. But yeah, he emerged from the furnace like something out of Lord of the Rings. Balrog, bitch! That's right. Oh, yeah. Uh, this is fucking cool, too. He planted his gloved hands on his hips and bellowed, Ho, ho, ho! Who's been a naughty boy? Yeah, that elf is craps his white jumpsuit. Yeah. But I love fucking bombastic Santa. <laughs> hmm. Santa stalked forward like an avenging angel. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Beat that little fuck, Santa. Magoo held up his bound wrist for me to bite the ribbons. Now, that was showing a measure of trust. <laughs> right. Yeah, I like that. Uh, yeah, because he says how his zombie's teeth are super strong. And so he just chewed through his ropes or his, his uh, ribbon. Yeah. I picked green satin out of my teeth. <laughs> you got a little kale there, Danny boy. Mm-hmm. Um, ooh. I just caught a weird fucking line that says, I guess I won't be having a white Christmas. <laughs> Ew. Is that a brown Christmas? <laughs> uh, oh, it's because Elvis is, co- Elvis is covered in dust. Oh, yeah. Because he, he got uh, covered, in the, covered in coal. Yeah. From the coal Elvis chute. looked up just in time to see a black avalanche dumped down on him. He was buried under lumps of coal. Naughty bitch. <laughs> and that basically wraps up that part, right? Right. Yeah. Santa Claus takes uh, Elphus back to the North Pole to punish him. And uh, right, they unlock all the kids and let them go. Right. And then he's gonna give uh, the three of them something extra special on Christmas for helping him. Right. And this brings us to what I, I it, it's a small bit of business, but I love it. Christmas morning in the office, they find. 
uh, surprise gifts waiting for him. Brightly wrapped in colorful paper with holly leaves and berries, wreaths, and little snowmen. Robin gets this legal pad with a number two pencil. Mm-hmm. And it's like perfect, perfect gift for a lawyer that's like super dedicated to her work. It takes notes for her. It's like uh, the quick quotes quill from Harry Potter. Right. And this, this is something that fucking follows through the rest of the series. That's why I placed this between three and four because it's not in three, but it's in four. So it like bridges the gap perfectly between those two novels. They referenced the notepad again. Every book after this, it's there. Oh, okay. And every once in a while, they're like, it's the fucking self-note-taking legal pad that uh, Robin got from Santa. And it's like, oh, that's fucking awesome. Yeah. I wish I had one So of again, those. little bits of continuity. Yeah. You wish you had one? Is that what you said? Yeah, that'd be cool. Fucking A. Then your fleeting thoughts would be taken down. You wouldn't have to be like, God, oh, where's paper? Where's the recorder? Where's my phone? Something like that. Fuck yeah. All my super important thoughts. Well, I mean- you and I kick around story ideas all the time, and then it's like, Haha, that'd be awesome. And then because we're working on other shit, we don't get to pursue them. Yeah, other th- other stuff called life. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> it would be great to have something like that because you could pursue those a bit more if like, it's taking notes on its own. But uh, Dan and Cheyenne get a uh, all-expense-paid romantic weekend to the cozy North Pole Winter Wonderland bed and breakfast. Off-season only, though. Yeah, I saw I saw that. That's funny. Off-season only. So what is off-season for this bed and breakfast? Would it be summer or Christmas? Because Christmas would be off-season for a bed and breakfast, wouldn't it? Um, I don't know. I guess it depends on the bed and breakfast, what their season is. Like if it's a, like if it's a Christmas-themed bed and breakfast, maybe Christmas would be in season. Yeah, well, yeah, I guess Winter Wonderland. But I was going to say, with Santa not there, it's, that would kind of be its off-season. Kind of. I don't know. This story sucks. It's not clear on what's happening. There's no truth. <laughs> There's no truth. <laughs> There's no truth in this story. Hey, let's see. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I thought it was funny because it, like, it was like he's giving him something, but not nothing too good. Not too good. Right. I can't give you like, the premium. I'm going to give you a PlayStation. Right. Three. I can't give you the, I can't like, give you the premium vacation, but I'll give it to you off season. <laughs> right. Now, this this is what I was talking about, the sweet fucking ending. And I don't think this has come back at all. So fucking she might have used it all up already sucking his dick. But well, I was going to say on that on that bed and breakfast weekend, she used all she used all the lipstick <laughs> on both sets. <laughs> Ooh, God. <laughs> Uh, uh, let's see. Dan opened a hinged velvet covered box to reveal a small plastic cylinder labeled magic lip gloss used sparingly. I wasn't disappointed so much as confused. Not sure what Santa had been thinking. Lip gloss. Cheyenne made a delighted sound and snatched the tube out of the box. I think it's for me, Bo. And that means it's for you. That right there is dirty. That that means it's for you. Yeah. I recognize. I mean, that must just be how filthy my mind is. But as soon as she said, I was like, oh, damn. <laughs> right. I was like that. Ooh. She popped off the cap, extended the lip gloss, and applied it to her widening smile. A special gift for my ghostly lips. What? <laughs> now who's on the naughty list? Fucking a. No, that's not naughty. That's a good girl. That's a good girl. <laughs> all right. All right. <laughs> a special film for my ghostly lips that might just allow a kiss. Now, this is interesting because, like I said, the fucking sex doll in the last 
in the second book. Yeah. She says that it takes her extra time or extra effort. It saps her. It's, she's kind of like Grogu. You know when he uses the Force and he's like, I gotta go sleepy. When she uses her specter powers like that, it kind of poops her. I guess this doesn't because it's magic. Oh. That's just a guess. Could be. And then they get some shit twig and they make out and they're all like. Oh, yeah. The 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 off-brand McBistletoe that Elphus yeah. made. And that's basically it. I mean, that's not basically it. That's it. That's literally the last two lines of the. <laughs> well, I mean. <laughs> I could have added the, yes, I definitely felt a warm tingle, but I was trying to keep it classy. Oh, well, just saying. You know, after I just made like a bunch of blowjob yeah, jokes. Yeah, I'd, I'd hate for you to not be classy. <laughs> Look, it's Christmas. I'm keeping it classy. <laughs> Titties. Anyway. <laughs> but yeah, it ends with Cheyenne saying, I think it works just fine. And Dan's like, we'll find out at that bed and breakfast. Mm-hmm. Come here, woman. <laughs> And yeah, there you have it. So overall, how you feel about that story? I liked it. I thought it was cute. Thought it was good. Yeah. And you know, I like I said in the second book, even though it's a fucking sex doll, it does have a great amount of heart to it. And I was not expecting that from my comedy zombie fucking book, or I should say, comedy monster book. You know, but it does have a great amount of heart, and it runs throughout all the stories. And I, honestly, it runs. Even harder through the last two novels because that's when the fucking little girl shows up. Okay. And it, it at times, I would say it borders on like being saccharine or treacly, but it works. It really works. And I, like I said, I asked you this before, but it does it make you interested to read more? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you better be because we're going to in a couple weeks, fucker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I do. I love this fucking series so much, man. It might seem like a weird choice for me, but I'm a complex uh, individual. I don't know that it's a weird choice for you. It seems like something to be up your alley. Does it? Yeah. I mean, detective story and monsters. Well, yeah, oddball detective story. But oddball, yeah. yeah. I, I just meant like with the the surprising amount of like sincereness and heart. Oh. Yeah. Like, you're not such a fucking asshole like you act. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, anything else you want to say about this story before we get the fuck out of here? Mm, I don't think so. Okay, let's say we do some Patreon shout-out shout out thank you times. Alrighty. Those go to at G-I-G-I-A-M-K-3-0, at Spider Scooby, at Steve Boost, at AC Farrell 1976 at Josh M.M. He told me I don't need to say the two S's. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, but there is. I want to make sure people find you. And he goes, I don't need fucking people looking me up. And I was like, all right, you're, you got it. So at Josh MM, uh, at Corny Jenkins, at underscore 13 Chris, at TESD Groupie, at Forgeticus, Big Bad Forgeticus, at 000 underscore three, at Zooligan, and Michael K. That's Patreon shout out. Thank you, Times. Thanks, guys. Our regular thank yous go to at the J Sarge for opening music, at Sherry Archinoff for our logo for the main show and the commentaries. She's awesome, so we'll just thank her anyway. And it's the holidays, goddammit. Be a little fucking nice to people. Assholes. <laughs> at looking for eight for our Knights of Nerd Blitzdown. 
design, and at Boost for our Nerd Rats and Blitztery machine designs. Hey, I did it on the first take. That's worth calling out for me. <laughs> <laughs> at TESD Groupie and at GIGIAMK30 for our book club intro. Uh, time for our shit? Yep. Subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts. Tune in, SoundCloud. Uh, Podcast Addict, that's the new service I've been using. You mm-hmm. can uh, subscribe, rate, and review us there, too. They actually allow reviews and ratings, which I was like, oh, that's fucking cool. Sweet. Um, so, yeah, find us over there. I need to rewrite my page and add that to it. Uh, but find everything we do at nerdblitz.com. Get yourself some merch by going to redbubble.com slash people slash nerdblitzpod slash portfolio. Or go to spring.com and search The Nerd Blitz. Or go to amazon.com and get The Camping Trip and Other Stories. And you can read my review of this. You heard me fucking stumble through it and then him make some awesome fucking Andy loving jokes <laughs> while I read it. Uh, but you can read that in Doom, the collected essays and review vol- reviews, volume one. Um, get yourself some extra audio by going to patreon.com slash nerdblitzpod. Gang, there are so much shit over there, plus early release of our episodes of The Mandalorian. Maybe there will be one of those here in December. I'm not quite sure, but just in case, go check it out. Yeah. Other than that, I'm at the Scooby-Doom. You are? At Fitzman73. And together, we're at Nerd Blitz Pod. That's fun. I, um, I'm going to do my best for the uh, rest of this series to make sure I get the time to fucking read these stories. Like I said, I just had a fucking hell of a week, gang. Yeah. Fiddy knows what happened. <laughs> well, partially. He doesn't know the dirty details, but he knows fucking... I know enough. He knows who my fucking arch nemesis is. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. Anything else you want to say about this? You excited for the My Cousin Vinny story? Yeah, that one should be interesting. I have no idea what I've, to expect from that one. I was going to say, I've never read this story. I did read the uh, first novel, which is an adaptation of the movie. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember if my review for it's out already or not, but I dug it. That's He did a really good job, so it'll be interesting to see if um, he has that great a handle on the characters or if it was just like, no, he's working with great material. Because I think this might be a prequel, too. It's set before the movie. Oh, really? I think. I don't know exactly. Interesting. But um, let me see real quick if I can pull up what that's called. That way people can get prepared and uh, read along with us. It's called... It's called, hey, it's Christmas over here. (laughs) No shit. It's like, oh, get over here, asshole. We're having Christmas and shit. Ma! No. (laughs) Uh, it's called A Very Vinny Christmas. Oh, okay. It's got a little fucking picture of Santa and a red car in it. Mm. And it's by Larry Kelter. So go look that up. Like I said, last time I checked, it was still free. But yeah, that should be fun. I'm excited. I think it's only like fucking 15 pages too. Oh, nice. So that'll be a quick, easy read. Let's see. I'm trying to flip through it real quick. Yeah. Yeah, it goes by really quick. So yeah. A Very Vinny Christmas by Larry Kelter, gang. Get on board and read along with us. It'll be fun. But until we come back with that... Was it book market or... Yeah, book market. I was like, fuck, I knew it a minute ago, but I lost it. Yeah, book market. Yeah, we know what he's doing. This has been a feature of JJ2E Media and TSDJA Productions.